President Trump said he's proud to shut down the government for the sake of border security. But take that word with a grain of salt because he's also proud of Eric and Don Jr. Quarterback Kyler Murray led the Sooners to their fourth consecutive Big 12 championship. He won the Heisman Trophy and signed a $4 million contract to play Major League Baseball. His greatest accomplishment as a star athlete, however, is not beating up his girlfriend. Since the beginning of the federal investigation into collusion with Russia, President Trump has called it a witch hunt more than 125 times. It's almost broken his record for calling Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig. Roads that were severely damaged by last week's earthquake in Anchorage, Alaska, have already been repaired by crews working around the clock. The city credits its speedy recovery to the fact that President Trump did not toss them paper towels. And finally, Tyler Perry spent over $430,000 to pay off customer layaway items at a Walmart in Atlanta. In exchange for his generosity, the location is changing its name to Tyler Perry's Medea Goes to Walmart. The Trump Trump Report report starts starts now. now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, yes. Now you're a man from DVDA and the great... Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Opus, Orgasmo. It's a very appropriate song because someone has had their manhood challenged. And I don't mean me because this is a special day. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Black, joined as always by Tamara Brown. Am I behind? I don't get the reference. Oh, there's a story that we're going to talk about <laughs> okay, in mere moments. Oh boy. It's a great man-related story. We're going to have a lot of talking points on this one. That's all right. Oh, oh you will as soon as you uh, understand uh, what is around you. And, of course, in the booth, Bonjour Juliet, uh, our, our friend from France, whom Tamara didn't know uh, was French. Hey, guys. That, Very excited for this episode. Yes, there's so much to talk about. And uh, how do you say in, in French, how do you say, now you're a man? Maintenant, tu es un homme. I just, it's just amazing to hear that. Uh, I, I knew how to say it, but I just wanted to make sure you didn't forget. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. So the title comes from Tamara and everyone out there in Trump or Portland. Uh, Nancy Pelosi had a wild Oval Office meeting uh, where she said afterwards that she tried to be a mom. But she also made fun of President Trump's manhood, referring to his obsession with the wall. The direct quote from Speaker to be Pelosi. It's like a manhood thing for him, as if manhood could ever be associated with him. Oh, burn! <laughs> Snap! Speaker Pelosi, you might as well just start calling her that with that. Sir. Do you think uh, that grandstanding is just to kind of remind the Ocasio Cortezes out there that, like, hey, this dog still has some fight in it? First of all, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I think, is on board with Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, I think she is. But it's just, you know, to the the younger, the newly elected, like, hey, I'm here. Yes. I I think, I think, come out swinging. That's what, that's what will sway them. I think she should have said toxic manhood would have been a little bit more accurate. Like, I, I think what she intended with that comment is pretty accurate, which is he's, he's dripping with toxic masculinity well if that's what you want your definition of masculinity to be well then god help us all well it's uh it's interesting that you mentioned dripping because she said (laughs) it goes to show you 
you get into a tinkle contest with a skunk, you get tinkle all over you. Well, that wasn't as strong, was it? You know, she sounded she sounded really tough, <laughs> but uh, she's just. A, but I, she really did say she was trying to be the mom. Uh, uh, Pence. Well, tinkle is a word that a mom would use. Yes, Pence and Schumer were both there, so you know it was a party. Yeah. You know they got baked. No, uh, so I found this to be uh, interesting because there's a lot of things that annoy President Trump. There's things that you can brush off, but the fact that in a presidential debate back when there were you know 13 more co- more qualified than he candidates on the stage during one of those lengthy Republican presidential debates. He really had to talk about the size of his hands and, you know, what that meant. He's going to find on there, believe me. Which now, it just seems quaint that he said that. You know, because now it's just like, oh, it's just it's just gotten so much worse. Uh, so I think that uh, Pelosi definitely, this is, this is not a, a slip of the tongue. This is, she's very carefully calculated this statement. Would you agree, Tamara? I think she's speaking his language. He only knows how to communicate in jabs and insults. And not that these are all that, you know, whoa, she went there. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think anybody's like, it's, there's no drop the mic to it. But, you know, I, I, he he communicates in insults. That's no surprise. If this were a Hugh Grant movie, uh, within the next 30 minutes, they would end up dating. You know, this is the point where it's like, oh, she's speaking my language. All right. I see. So, uh, by the way, if... Well, she's uh, it, not Eastern European, so I don't think that's likely. Yeah, but neither was Minnie Driver. You know, there's there's a lot of Hugh Grant movies no, out I there. No, I mean Donald Trump. Oh, no, I'm talking about Hugh Grant. <laughs> uh, so, and by the way, if the notion of Trump and Pelosi also made you throw up a little in your mouth, please let us know in the chat. Uh, there is, uh, obviously, there's other news uh, that's uh, going on, but uh, I, I don't know. We could... Whoa, how much time could we really spend on this? Uh, let's find out and spend the whole hour on it. No. I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. Chuck and Nancy, it's what I call my biceps. <laughs> did you did you just hatch that or, or have you been waiting? I was to... thinking about tweeting that this morning and I was like, no, that's dumb. I'll save it for the Trump report. Well, dumb is what we do. And that's uh, we appreciate you saving your dumb uh, for for here. Uh, the uh, investigations getting uh, circling a little bit, a little closer. You know, it's like the the shark's been swimming around for a long time, but uh, the the loop is definitely a little closer to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, and I think that, well, what you if you if you believe what you read, uh, and I believe everything I read, that uh, some of the uh, some of his allies are starting to feel that it's not it's not so much of a witch hunt, you know, because as I think I talked about last week that sometimes when you dunk a woman who you thought was a witch and you know this is this is like 500 years ago so i'm sorry that they only thought women were witches back then but that's just the way sometimes you'd actually get a witch so this might be a witch hunt but if you hunt long enough you're probably going to find something i don't know if you're going to find anything impeachable but uh well, there's a lot of hopes, don't you think, Tamara, that uh, the articles of impeachment could be laid out nice under the Christmas tree <laughs> just in time for our friend Scott Moore, who, yeah. by the way, is in he's at Disneyland Hong Kong today Whoa. instead of with us. Where are those priorities? Yeah. Well, I hope he's talking about uh, the 12th of uh, the 11th hour. Is that what he usually says? Right. Yes. Anyway, oh, yeah. We're like at 1157. He's, he's yeah. standing in line at Peter Pan right now, counting down where we are on the countdown clock. Um 
What I don't understand, here's my question, is that, so the, the Trump allies that are now saying, like, well, maybe we're not, maybe he's not as safe as we once thought he was. Now, is it because, is there some sort of Mueller information leaking within Washington that we haven't been privy to yet? Or, like, they, at this point, people close to him, what is it, 30 now, have yeah. admitted to some form of wrongdoing. So why now are his allies saying, like, well, maybe, you know, maybe there is a little something. Like, what is it that is making them, if they are in fact losing confidence, like, I don't understand why now there's not been any specific the, what's different now? Because you don't hear something where you go like, oh, yeah, this is yeah, the week oh, where everybody oh, should back away. As, little... as opposed to, like, why didn't they back away a couple months ago? Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Because we still don't have, you know, what if if there's a nail in the coffin, Mueller's saving it. We don't know. When when he's done, he's done. You know, we haven't. we ha- If there's going to be a nail in the coffin, which I don't personally think that there is going to be, like, some giant nailing him to the cross revelation but, no i uh, think i think he'd be behaving very differently if there were you know some enormous cannonball to shoot directly at him you know mm-hmm. i think in terms of behaving differently I, i'm talking about a, a fake beard and you know a, a pocket full of passports and unmarked bills you know that sort of behavior yeah you know? well i don't even know if he would if there were like i just don't think that there's something that damning necessarily i mean there's certainly oh. things that will um get him you know um loss you know lawsuits and pro- I, I don't i just don't know if there's anything anyway but but even if there was anything like super uh explicitly like oh great he's going to prison now i don't think he would be acting weird because i don't think he has the ability to understand wrongdoing from like like he in any wrongdoing that he has possibly committed was in the name of you know whatever his his bottom line or greater like he's excuse you know like he excuses any any he's not aware of illegal activity as far as he's concerned he's he's incapable of uh, shame that's what i'm trying to say incapable of you know probably general (laughs) self-awareness yeah i definitely can see that that i think that even if you know, when it, I don't know who's his most trusted advisor, Ivanka. I, I don't even even if whomever yeah. he really trusts, like, look, they really have something on you. He'd be like, at this point, he's just like, yeah, but it's a witch hunt and that's all fake news, so I'm going to be fine. Because you say it enough, eventually it, it, it kind of loses some of its impact. But 100%. I think that that smocking gun, as he uh, tweeted about. <laughs> I think that the smocking gun uh, doesn't exist. I don't think – I think that there's a – there are things that, you know, maybe you would you'd uh, drag him in for questioning if he wasn't a, a presidential candidate. But a lot of this stuff, you know, it, it's it, – it's, it, there's nothing that it seems like is really going to take him down as okay, much as people want that. What the, what do we have right now is that he – there there were um, misuse of campaign funds. We know that for sure. Misuse of campaign funds that he was fully aware of. We yeah. know that for sure. So any more than that, what could be the thing that 
could potentially send him to prison. Like what what it, what is the smoking gun that we're looking for? Right, and again, you pronounced it wrong. It is smoking gun. <clears throat> um, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, so I think that yeah, I, I think that you know we've heard enough of, of these things, and you see the you you hear all the different things that other people are you know pleading and uh, trying to get reduced sentences. You know they're implicating different people. But, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a lot of, like, he did this, and here's why this is illegal. Uh, but interesting question in the chat from R. Scott Brown, wondering, would he get Secret Service protection in prison? Uh, and he, and uh, he references the uh, former President's Protection Act. Thanks, Obama. I mean, that's been in place for a long time. Like, Lady Bird Johnson, who uh, I believe lived into her 90s, had Secret Service protection for an entire life. In fact, believe it or not, there's a great Nicolas Cage movie called Guarding Test that's basically about the fact that this widow of a former president had a uh, Secret Service detail. So that's existed for a long time. But it's a great question because, you know, look, Nixon didn't go to to prison. He still had a Secret Service detail. But, uh, you know, even even a a disgraced president uh, still, maybe more than ever, uh, would would have that. But uh, let us know what you think about all of this. Uh, there in the chat. Uh, th- supposedly, and you know, I I don't um, I don't think CNN is is fake news, but I don't like when headlines have a source says. I, I don't I don't love a source says. You know, when it's like a high level cabinet source, I'm like, all right, I get that. But when you're just saying a source, I'm like, well, that could you know your I friend mean, Mindy. You, <laughs> I didn't know you knew Mindy. Yeah. Uh, so, but apparently there there are rumblings that he sees impeachment as a real possibility, and he's actually concerned. But as we talk off so often about the show, the Senate's not going to actually mm-hmm. remove him from. So he could get impeached. So Bill Clinton got impeached. Uh, still got to be president. So you know, uh, you know, just think about how he'd probably get crowds to chant impeachment or something. You know, he'd turn it into a thing, you know? I, I don't I don't think it's going to phase him. Uh, but, I mean, this alleged source says that he's concerned. But like we were just talking about, there's nothing in his behavior that makes you think that he's worried about this. If he was worried about this, there there would be a day where he didn't tweet. And he'd be like, uh-oh, what's what's wrong with him? You know what I mean? If, if he just didn't weigh, weigh in on anything, you know? Uh, especially if... I don't know. So if like a big blow up happened on the view that day, or maybe there was a, an attractive guest on Fox and friends and he didn't tweet, you'd be like, Oh man, what's, what's wrong with him? So I think that's the indication that he would actually be worried. He's not acting like someone who's worried or capable of being worried. Well, they say he's very like his anger level has, you know, he's been even more, um, stressed. He's been even more, um, uh, higher, aggression than he normally is that's the word again from various sources Sources. yeah whatever that means but um yeah i mean we we just we can speculate from here to infinity and it's 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 all speculation at this point i'm ready for the the for the dang Mueller report to come out for for crying for cripe's sake yeah criminy where is it and you know look there's still a few shopping days for christmas i mean come on already what are we waiting for and he wa- i mean didn't i saw some headline where it was like Mueller want he wants to have a night he wants to have a christmas where he's this is over with he wants yeah. to wash his hands of this business so i i think it's 
I suspect it's going to come out before the end of the year, you know? Right. I, although I do think he would immediately head up to the North Pole and begin investigating Santa. I think that that's probably why he needs it to. <laughs> I mean, if you think about the, you know, the the lack of wages to the elves, just the bullying that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer experienced, he left Santa's, he left the North Pole. He was shunned. Only when Rudolph proved that he could be useful did Santa come around. So, Christian's joking, but I don't, are you are you aware that yes. you are talking to somebody who manages Santa Claus in in the Eagle Rock Plaza Mall right now? I did I not know that. And for, you manage him, for, so for three, are you his? For three seasons, I have worked with Mall Santa, and let me tell you this: if you thought, if anybody out there thought that Santa Claus was not a Trump supporter, you would be incorrect. He's well, a 70-year-old white man. Of course Santa Claus voted for Trump. A 70-year-old, by all account, very wealthy white man. Of you know? course he voted for Trump. I mean, Trump. He, doesn't, he doesn't pay taxes. That's why he's in, you know, what they call the North Pole. But let's be honest, it's probably the Caymans. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could say he's a socialist because he just gives away stuff to people especially needy people all around the world. I mean, as long as you're Christian, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that don't, don't you know, I don't I, think that's a rule he, of Santa Claus. He's not dropping anything off on either side of the West bank. You know, he just, he just flies right past it. You know, there's a whole part of the world where he's like, yeah, Santa doesn't go there, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but what I, I really want to me really. So you didn't know that the, the Christ in Christmas references the fact that uh, now, look, you can you can be like, oh, but I like Santa, too. You know, I, I, I know I have Jewish friends who have, have saying, Christmas trees. You're saying only Christians acknowledge Santa Claus. I, get, I mean, no, I, I'm the, saying majority that Santa only brings presents to Christians. I'm not saying that, you know, maybe a, a mixed family, you know, a parent gives them presents. I don't think Santa goes to anyone I think, other than I Christians. I think Santa brings presents to a lot of atheists. Don't you hmm. agree? I think he does because he's trying to, you know, just put a little love in their heart. I think there's a good are. 10% of American Jews that probably receive presents from Santa Claus. This is what people tuned in for, by the way. They wanted to, they wanted to hear this. <laughs> the hard-hitting news on Santa. In a, in a few minutes, we're going to talk about uh, the, the failing North Pole Times and the fact that they're very weak on the bumble. You know, they're very encouraging. Um, what I did want to talk about was a headline that uh, the list of Trump campaign contacts with Russians grows to 16. OK, that's a lot of people encompassing. I do love this headline. Two of his adult children, guess which two, uh, is not Tiffany, an Olympic wrestler and a man with ties to the Russian military intelligence. I don't even need to read the article. That sounds like fake news to me. Tamara, there's, there, there, there's, no, there's nothing there. There's no there there. The fact that his adult children and a man with ties to Russian military intelligence uh, were involved in the campaign, that, that, that doesn't tell me anything. Does it tell you anything? Because I, I, don't, I don't see I can't anything. tell if you're being facetious or not. It's kind of do you like believe what I, this article or no? No, I do. Uh, I, I, but I mean, it's kind of what I do here on the show. It's like you can't really tell. Sometimes yeah. I can't really yeah. tell. Uh, but uh, you know, I, the the Olympic wrestler is the one that stands out yeah. for me. I want to know more about him. Uh, but the uh, senior figures include Paul, Paul Manafort, duh, Michael Cohen, uh huh, Don Jr., and Ivanka. Oh. So Eric, for the first time ever, I'm going to say this. Eric was the smart one. He knew to stay away well, from this. Well, he just Eric was playing 
uh, <laughs> Fortnite that day. That's true. He was, yeah, he, he was just he was just tied up with other things. Yeah, I don't think he, he he went. Yeah, he was looking to to meet the I don't know the the president of Idaho or something. You know, just the, the way that his mind worked. But anyway, uh, look, lot of lot of little little breadcrumbs. There's a lot of people who are going to get in trouble. But I don't know. Do you think that? Trump can just start handing out blank pardons and be like, you can just just fill them in. There's too many people. Oh, if he if uh, who who's who will allow him pardoning power? I'm sure he'd. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, who who wouldn't? Um, Let's see. Uh, (laughs) Storage Yard resident has a statement for you, Tamara, that I I don't know Uh if this is true. Oh, boy. Tamara would be so happy if that old witch Hillary had won the election. Now, I don't think that that's something that I feel like you've made that statement yeah, before. Yeah, that's curious. Before I answer that, yeah, I wonder what would make you think that. Yeah, because I mean, it's not anything we've talked about. We, <laughs> look, we spent three solid minutes talking about Santa Claus. So, you know, uh, and... Is he saying Hillary's Mrs. Claus? Oh, well... I, I don't know because that would imply that uh, that Bubba, Bubba is Santa. Yeah, who knows? And uh, I, I don't. I don't think he should be going down that many chimneys. I, I here's here's um, a little bit of uh, profiling. I'd say that a, a lot of people, and before the election in 2016, a lot of Republican acquaintances of mine, yes, assumed I was voting for Hillary for no other reason than the fact that I am a white woman, and they. They just assume you're voting for the candidate that looks the most like you. Well, so. then that that would and look, it's a it's it's an, a joke that's often made. But then I think that if that were the case, the only people voting for Trump would have been Oompa Loompas and The Simpsons. I don't know anyone else who would have possibly voted for someone who looks like him. Uh, no, but I mean, honestly, that was that was definitely an assumption. You know, uh, first of all, women. It was assumed, especially. I don't even know about especially white women. Just it seemed like, it, well, if you're a woman, of course you want Hillary to be president, you know. Um, but I think that a lot of people who voted in that election, whoever they actually checked off or inked off or had a machine switch and give the opposite of what they tried to put in, they were voting for like, well, this person is to me the worst person ever, so I'm mm-hmm. voting for this other person. And and although it was in a very unpopular opinion on this panel – People felt that way about Hillary. It's just like, no, she's the worst person in the world. I don't want her to be president, so that's why I'm voting for Donald Trump. I'm not going to throw a vote away for Evan McMullen. Oh yeah, I've seen, I've seen, I've met people who did that. Now, what's interesting is that because I joined this panel like after uh, the election, so I don't even know, and don't and don't tell me either. I don't even know if I voted. Where you, you know, you stood. You've said a couple comments about Chelsea and Bernie, but I'm not right. even. I, I'm, I'm not clear. I don't know. Well, who. Chelsea, Chelsea's, uh, and we're not talking about Chelsea Clinton. We're talking about Chelsea Galicia, who's usually here on this panel. She's not in Hong Kong, by the way. I don't she know did, who anybody... She does not have a, a, a letter excusing her from uh, attending this panel today. But uh, Scott, it, that was legit. So I'm only saying this because of the fact that I feel like, as a panel, none of aside from obviously we're we're liberals, you know that. Uh, we're left leaning, but aside from that, I don't even know who everybody on this panel was in favor of. So I can't. Uh, well, so Chelsea I'm, I'm surprised was that. Uh, is a very vocal. No, don't Bernie, tell me. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. No, she uh, she likes Bernie, but I kind of didn't want Bernie know. wasn't on the ballot. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it's that same statement of there were two names. Mm-hmm. So she was going to vote for one, you know, and I think a lot of us uh, certainly felt that way. It's like, oh, well, I, I don't I don't like anybody. And then it's like, 
you know, you, you could have voted for somebody else. There were other candidates, but, you know, what we had somebody from Evan McMullen's campaign on the Trump versus Hillary show. But, uh, you know, it was just more because they took our call. I voted for Gary Johnson. <laughs> God. Uh, no. People did, uh, but oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, good lord. <laughs> anyway, uh, so the the gist of all of this is that you have a lot of people that want Trump to face jail time. Uh, Adam Schiff very publicly said earlier this week that Trump may face the real prospect of jail time, but you know that's like his Christmas list. That's like he's like yeah. that's that's his that's his fan he's fiction. A glass, he's a glass half full kind of he's guy. A, he's a glass half impeached kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I think that I find it hard to believe. Uh, um, you know I'm I'm always intrigued by this idea that people who think like he just won't want to run again uh, because it's just been too much of, of a headache. I think he would run again and win. And then once he proved that, then he'd resign. He he's he doesn't want to not run again. He might not want to be president for eight years, but I think I think he needs to prove that he can win again. You know, he's just like he needs to win bigger because you know what bothers him more than anything. He talks about Hillary all the time is because she got more votes than he did. He won the electoral college. He actually, you know, I'm not saying that, but he that drives him crazy because of the way he talks about it. Uh, and, and you know, so he's just like I just I just got to get more votes. I get more votes than Cory Booker or. Kamala Harris or Joe Biden or Tamara Brown. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. You know, just uh, something to think about. Well, uh, that's why I'm uh, working for Santa because I got to raise that sweet, <laughs> sweet campaign money. Well, that's yeah. what I asked for for Christmas. So uh, President Trump uh, has parted ways or will part ways soon with General Kelly, his chief of staff, and he had it all figured out. Uh, who his new chief of staff was going to be. He was going to just go ahead and pluck uh, Nick Ayers from uh, from Pence's... uh, Basically, he's Pence's chief of staff. Not basically, that's what he was. And uh, this was going to be all tied up in a bow. And then uh, all of a sudden, you know, when you're going to be the vice president's chief of staff, the vetting stops at a certain point. We're going to be the president's chief of staff... And there's like a $54 million income that is uh, it's a little shady and they don't think it might hold up to the kind of scrutiny. You know, it's like guys who stop running for office after they hit like governor or maybe even, you know, House or Senate. They're just people that you're like, yeah, I just I don't know why Mario Cuomo never ran for president. He was so popular. Well, you know, just maybe there was something there. I don't know. I don't know. Rudy Giuliani stopped running for president because he had a headache, basically. So, you know, there's a lot of questions. And uh, this is one of those guys who's like, yeah. So now I think he has to also resign as uh, he kind of in being considered for the for the promotion. He's probably going to lose his job at the other, uh, you know, his existing job, which my lesson for the kids out there. Never go for the brass ring. Just be happy with what you got. Don't try to be don't try to better yourself. Um do you think that it's at all surprising, Tamara, that shady uh, business dealings and questionable income is something that could get you barred from a job at the White House? Is, is that is, yeah? Is, I'm completely surprised because um, you know who was the guy, the uh, domestic abuser? They don't. They clearly don't oh, vet all that well. Wait, I don't want to say the wrong name. I almost said it, but yeah. uh, I, I just I don't I don't want to. I th- in fact, I, I know I would have said the wrong yeah. name. But yeah, I, I know I, I can't know think you're of his about. name either. His name but... is Rob, but I don't want to say the wrong last name. Um, what I wonder is 
and there's times like these when I do, I wish that we had a Republican on the panel because I want to understand if everything's all well and good within this administration and they are doing the job that you want them to do, what is your justification for the just aggressive turnover that this administration has? How do how do conservatives explain how out of the ordinary this is to just have so many firings and resignations and just fast in two years the amount of turnover of staff that there's been? How do conservatives... Yeah, and uh, Justify that. R- Rob Porter is the gentleman's Rob name, Porter. and uh, I would have said the wrong name, so that's why I looked it up. So uh, I, I would have said Rob Tamar Brown, and that would have been just really embarrassing. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, it's it, it's it's uh, it's reminiscent of the the eighties uh, New York Yankees when George Steinbrenner would fire manager Billy Martin in particular, hire him back, fire him again. You know, he you go through a lot of people, and you know, look, I, I mentioned George Steinbrenner because. Not that different than uh, than than President Trump. You know, you could tell that they were tight. They pals. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think they might have been pals. So uh, yeah, it's a it, it's just like oh, we'll probably look legitimately a job in any White House. You're going to burn out pretty quickly. That's why you don't see a lot of people. You know, you don't you don't see. Uh, a chief of staff, a press secretary, you don't see those people stick around for years and years, you know. Uh, even even people who seemed really good you at those jobs. You see them stick around for four, though. <laughs> well, you might see them stick around for for two. Let's just say that because those jobs are, are so high stress. But even that but would be a tall order. What I'm saying is yeah. we haven't gotten close to yeah. that, you know. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Pence has put his resume up on Monster.com. Is that an old <laughs> reference? It probably is. But, you know, that's a, that's a place where you can find work. Well, if it is an old reference, that would be where Pence would that's post true. it. That's true. He wouldn't, he wouldn't go like, to LinkedIn. Oh, he's posting on MySpace right now. If anybody has any recommendations for, <laughs> for, for some new part-time jobs. work... Uh, you know, so but to your point, it is interesting that there are so many people who uh, resign. And look, General Kelly, you kind of thought like, all right, you definitely need some grownups in there. I mean, he was the one who was like basically right away like, yeah, Omarosa needs to go. You know, the, the, we're we're trying to run a business here. You know, we're not we're not trying to do the the next season of you know White House Apprentice. Although I'm surprised, in all honesty, that uh, some it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yet, yeah, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe in term two. Uh, so he seemed like he would be a good fit because he would kind of get things in line. He, you know, he he just keep everything in order. But uh, apparently, that's not what really people want over there. And by people, I mean the president. So, uh, were you surprised that his tenure was so short, or did it just seem like, oh no, he's not going to have patience for this nonsense? John Kelly's. Yeah, I think as soon as we start hearing the, you know, the reports about like there's uh, he said this, he called President Trump uh, dimwitted and President Trump said that he's the, you know, as soon as you though, every time we've gotten word that things aren't going well with somebody and then next thing you know, they're out. So that's how every single person who has resigned or been fired we we've heard these inklings before it actually happened so yeah i mean you hear enough of these things you know you you hear you heard things that sessions apparently said and you know they get smoothed over within like a day or two but all of those people that allegedly said those things they didn't get fired right away but they did all end up being and 
we talked about it on the show, but uh, I, 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 far from an admirer of Jeff Sessions, I did love his resignation letter. You know, it's like, because you insisted on it, I'm resigning. You know, it's like, oh, you're not going to fire me? All right. So uh, I think, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of turnover. Uh, you know who surprised me for sticking around so long? Kellyanne Conway. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sarah Huckabee Sanders. No, because, no, no. Because she, they, they will have to drag her out of there. Like she, they will have to. Who is going to do a better job than her? There's I no. They can't. No. They can't find a better person for that. And if somebody wanted to find good impressions of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, <laughs> where would they go to find those? Is there anywhere out there on the internet where they can find? Uh, look, Google Tamara Brown. Hey Tamara on YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, can we subscribe there? Or? Oh, please do. Okay, great. Well, at you your know, leisure. You know, you don't. Get, um, you don't get a lot of impressions of her so i am um i you know earlier at the this year when there was rumors that sarah huggaby sanders was going to be out and then at some point they said something about like oh well november she that might be when she finally resigns and then that has come and gone and i'm just kind of like well she i'm i'm for me personally i'm happy that she's still around it's just uh she's one of them as i just said like you heard these inklings that people would, would be out ahead of time and then they eventually did either get fired or resign, but she's one that I'm I'm surprised she's still hanging in there. You no, know, and by all reports, you know she was able to get President Trump to relower the flags after John McCain passed away. You know, her for his funeral. That and was her doing, supposedly. Uh, and so the fact that she has that kind of sway, I think Trump could either be impeached, lose the election, or some other variation of not being president anymore. And Sarah Sanders is going to still show up for work. Oh, it does, she absolutely. Does, a, a Democrat could win, and she is going to show up that day. <laughs> she's going to show up, and she's like, I'm, I'm ready to do my job. I don't know about you losers, but there's a lot of questions that need answering. And, you know, I'm not going to take any you-know-what from Jim Acosta. <laughs> uh, so a lot of talk about who could possibly beat President Trump if Democrats have to remove him from office in the old-fashioned way, have somebody that's, you know, responds better with the people who gets more votes, but more importantly gets more electoral votes, because that's what it really comes down to. Somebody who is willing to visit Wisconsin during their campaign. And I I, I feel a little, little surprised that, uh, you know, question the source, of course, but Beto O'Rourke has uh, narrowly topped a wide-open move-on, yes, that, moveon.org, 2020 presidential straw poll. Uh, Joe Biden is the runner-up. And we talked a lot about Beto in the wake of that that election. I think you were here at that point, Tamara. I mean, as as red as Texas is, it's like... He, well, did, you, you, he did pretty well, considering. He, he did well, but he did lose. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, when you have your... Young presidential, you know, hopeful who comes onto the scene and surprises people. It's usually going to be like a Barack Obama who wins their their election, you know, who actually is in office. Because now, I mean, he's just a guy now. Like he's he's not he's not in like a state senate, you know. He he he's in, in that anywhere. He's just yeah, I'll just be. He's just polishing up that skateboard, you know, just waiting. So, uh, but. If your two choices are better O'Rourke or Joe Biden, just for hypothetical sake, well, I I know Chelsea loves Joe Biden, but he's an older guy. He and I know President Trump is old. That's not the way to win is to like, hey, you know, that guy who's been around for a long time in public life and a little bit of a joke, Joe Biden. Um, Yeah, we're going to go ahead and run him. Now, that debate with him and Trump would be amazing. 
I, 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 I would like them to debate and have Joe not run for president because I would just like to see it. Um, do you think they're looking in the right places, Tamara? Um, <clears throat> I think it's too early to say, but Beto, it would be a possible uh, option, but I wouldn't rule out, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't place Joe Biden, moveon.org, sure, it puts Joe Biden in second place, but like, let's not forget that the baby boomer generation, even though they're aging and, you know, um, they're still the largest generation. So I think that we're neglecting to, yes, young people get fired up about a candidate, but the old people still dominate politics. And so... Who are they going to vote for? Well, yeah. I mean, let's talk about people who have inspired varying degrees of movements. One, Bernie Sanders. Two, Donald Trump. Guys who are in their 70s. You know? So you can get a groundswell of support on on smaller state levels. But, you know, I mean, even when Bill Clinton won in 1992, he was was young. But he was in his 50s. You know? I mean, he... he, Maybe... No, I think he was. I don't know. He was young. But, again... He, he he wasn't what they're necessarily looking for. But I, they'd probably welcome a guy who's like 50 at this point. That would be young, and that's probably a problem with what the Democratic Party is trying to do. Uh, in the chat, uh, Lady Goth suggests Gillum. The demonot uh, said I would vote for uh, Tulsi Gabbled, even though I'm not a Democrat anymore. Uh, a lot of support. Is, is for... she making up names? Well, I think... Uh, Are I, these, like, I, I think, Lord of the Rings characters I think I'm Gabbled is a typo, and uh, I think it's Gabbard or something. You know, Or am, am I thinking of Gabbard Kathy Lee Gifford? Is that why she, resi- well, is that why she I, retired? I, I, She's did putting see, in I did see that Kathy Lee is is uh, leaving the, yeah, the, Today uh, show. the Today Show. She, she resigned today. Yeah. And so maybe yeah. it, that's... Uh, by the I, way, I'd vote for Hoda. I'd you vote know? for Hoda. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't I vote for. I, I wouldn't vote for, for Boozy Susie over there with her. Uh, joining us now uh, on the couch, uh, our friend Al Gregg. Al, how are you? Hey, what's up, Christy? Good to see you. Put the mic a little bit closer to your mouth. There you go. Hey, hey what's up? Hey, Tom Rudd, you guys. Apologize on? for being that, late, my boy Christian. I, no, you've been here the whole time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you just, we just, I just forgot to ask you questions. <laughs> I've been holding my peace. Uh, you get in a lot of trouble for that these days. Uh, in any case, the uh, so what we're kind of talking about is you know the idea of well somebody's got to be able to beat Trump, but the Democrats don't seem to have those clear cut people. We were talking about there was a MoveOn.org poll that has Beto O'Rourke in the top slot. Right beneath him is Joe Biden. Not too far down the list is also uh, Bernie Sanders, and you know at least Beto, Yark, Beto O'Rourke is a is a younger you know up and coming uh, candidate. But I, I I think that these these older candidates who've been trotted out before are not really going to be their strong suit. What what say you? I agree one hundred percent, and I think we kind of touched on this uh, last time. Uh, Joe Biden. Um, Beto O'Rourke is is new, kind of like new and shiny. Sure, but um, but as you go down further on the list, and people are talking about Hillary run, running, and 
You know, the Democrats, I don't think they have an exciting candidate, a transformative candidate. The only candidate I think they could run that would beat Trump is maybe like another Obama. But at this point in time, like Michelle Obama. Yeah. And I don't think she wants to go no, near she that job. She, she said she doesn't. But <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Hillary says that, too. So yeah, Michelle Obama over whatever. But the, I think that what we're learning is, is that maybe the Democrats just better let uh, the Trump uh, administration just fail. If somebody's failing, get out of their way. And they may not have a, a big candidate coming up for the next election. If personally, not that I'm a strategist, but if I were, I would uh, I would let um, all this Russia talk and the hearings go forward. Trump's numbers are uh, are dwindling, and we always thought his base was going to be with him no matter what. But at the same time, we're finding out even members of his own party, like the deeper these uh, investigations gets, more of his own party are abandoning him. So I would just say, like, get out of the way and then, you know, wait till it's clear. Do you think they should get out of the way for a second Trump term? Or do you think that... Uh that they should at least have a viable candidate out there. Because, look, we were talking about you know 2020. It, in mere weeks, it's going to be January 2019, mm-hmm. which is – so we're a little bit over a year from New Hampshire and Iowa. And I, I think I'm going to break out into hives thinking about how close we are to all that stuff because uh-huh. of how it drones on. So really in the next few months, you're going to have the people who – not only declare for running for president, but the people who actually at least have advisors who think they can win. Uh, do you think those people should sit it out because, uh, you know, just basically let the Trump administration just kind of start? I, I don't I don't want to use death metaphors, but, you know, right. basically be their own undoing. I think um, sometimes people's ego won't let them sit out. I think Joe Biden has always wanted to be president. He, he loved being vice president. He's threatened to run before. So somebody threatened. like a threatened to <laughs> he, run. He has threatened. He's threatened to run before. And well, I love Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> That's another guy. <laughs> Joe Biden's politics. I think he's just, you know, he's not as that politically savvy and he's really gaff prone and let's say they pair him up like him and Beto that might be a good running pair because we have to run somebody or the Democrats they have to run somebody even if they have a strong team let's say they run that team I think that might be their strongest pair and I guess it just might see we just have to wait till uh, later in 2019 to see the way you're talking it's sort of like how you end up with like you end up with uh, Walter Mondale or, or Michael Dukakis, yep. somebody that just you know loses big, and of course you end up with Michael Dukakis because you know, Gary Hart's is following yeah. around. But that's besides the point. Yeah. So uh, I think that this might you know this might be the time that uh, if you have a good strong candidate. You know, I think that's what it would take. You know, I which think. we don't have. Though, who do you suggest, Chris? I see. That's the problem. Is I don't see anybody. I don't see I, anybody it's, either. It's so early. It's but, so but early. But again, in think three about, months, it stops being. Yeah, it stops being early. But in twenty, this at this point in twenty fourteen, who was I fired up about? Anybody? I personally, I was not. So no, but in twenty fourteen, everybody knew Hillary was going to run again. You know what I mean? Like you just kind of knew that, that. Okay, so we're lacking our assumed candidate. I yes. guess is why people are like panicking. But I feel like this, like, oh no, there nobody. We don't. We're not going to have anybody. And I understand. Like we're so eager to oust, get Trump out of the White House that, yeah, we're we're eager to like find somebody who's capable of doing that. But it's just like it's just not these things take time and well i do think it's the only way to really you know replace trump as president uh, i think all of the the hopes for 
you know, impeachment or just arrest, all, all that sort of thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We, I mean, trust me, I'm not saying that I, oh, I don't think I'm you were complacent yeah. about getting a, a, a Democrat to take, you know, not give him a second term. But I'm just saying, like, I, I'm, I'm not nervous about, are we going to have a candidate? We're going to have some great candidates that we're going to, ha- I'm going to personally have trouble deciding who I like better. I know that that's going to happen. So. Well, Good Go for you, because that, that shows you're inspired. Me personally, I'm not necessarily inspired by the the. Uh, you will be. It's hopefully, so I will early. Be. I love that you're thinking positive. And Christian, I want to throw this out to both of you guys. Um, remember when Bill Clinton got impeached? He got impeached in the House, but not the Senate. Correct. His second term, he was so bogged down by the scandal, and he lost well, a lot of. It's the last couple of years because he was reelected in '96, right. and the Lewinsky news broke in uh-huh. the beginning of '98. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, the, the, the last part of his second term, he, he was limping. There he was, was just a, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was, you know, he was. What is that? Interesting call choice to word limping. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, my point yeah. is, is like, well, I think that may maybe happens to Trump, even if he manages to win the next election. Look, and we have less than a minute, but uh, having divided government as of January. Uh, it's going to be what Washington does best, put the brakes on everything, get hardly anything done. <laughs> and that is going to slow down what the Trump administration is capable of. To your point, if you stay out of their way, you figure eventually, look, there's 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 a lot of breaks in, in the economy that we're starting to see, you know. And I, I don't know if the good part was Obama's Obama's doing or Trump's doing, but if it's bad when people go to vote, it, it almost doesn't matter, you know. So... We'll have to keep an eye on all of this. And, uh, Al, we do appreciate you uh, uh, joining us here. Um, but uh, we will we'll hopefully uh, catch up with you in the new year. Uh, a programming note, as they say. This is our last show for 2018. Hey. So we will be back on Tuesday, January 8th in 2019. Which actually will be uh, will will have a, a new House of Representatives. We'll have a new Senate, but it's going to basically be the same as the old Senate. Uh, Al, where do people find you on social media? Everybody, find me on IG at Algy underscore Jamaica House Film. Algy underscore Jamaica House Film. And Tamara, where do people find you? Uh, find me on YouTube at Hey Tamara. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And tomorrow night, the season finale of South Park, 10 p.m. Pacific, right here on AfterBuzz. I hope everybody has a happy holiday season, an all-inclusive holiday season, and a Merry New Year as well. And we will see you all in a little bit less than a month. Happy New Year, everybody. Merry New Year! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.